Welcome to the Patriot Podcast, a production of Covenant Academy in Cypress, Texas. Our hope is that this podcast connects you to the heart of our community, culture, and those who are helping shape the hearts and minds of students. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to the Patriot Podcast. I'm Michael Gaines, and joining me, as always, is uh, Covenant Academy's head of school, Leslie Collins. Leslie, good to see you. Good to see you, Michael. And uh, we have Jeremiah Stone on the dials, and our guests today are two parents here at Covenant Academy. Uh, We have Andy and Lee Ellis. So, Andy, Lee, good to see you. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, wanted to today we're going to be talking about um, you know what it looks like to be uh, parents here at Covenant. So I know that you all have three kids here uh, in you know from seventh to eleventh grade. Uh, so you you're able to see kind of that space and and really have um, been able to see quite a bit of of Covenant. Uh, so maybe want to start out by. Um, talking about your your experience specifically as it relates to how you came to Covenant and then uh, maybe some of the the things that have have really kind of piqued your interest especially around the fact that the size is uh, is intentional right it's not a massive <laughs> massive huge campus but we've 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 uh, had it such that um, it's intentional the way Covenant is designed which is a um, uh, an intimate community of, uh, of, of teachers and students that come together. But, but maybe just to start out, could you maybe share a little bit about how you, your journey here that led you to Covenant? Maybe, um, I, I guess we're, we're looking at you, Andy. Okay. <laughs> um, so in 2014, we moved from Midland, Texas here. And um, in Midland, uh, kind of our education journey, uh, Abby, our middle child has some special needs. And so um, we started in a Jack went to kindergarten in a Christian school, then we ended up going to a Montessori school because Abby needed that tactile learning that Montessori offered. And um, Lee's an educator, so she can talk way more about the education side of it. But um, we stayed in Montessori until Jack was in fifth grade, and that began to be not the right fit. So the last school we were at in Midland was a, a classical school, and we just really enjoyed that. And so, um, again, Lee being an educator – um, our, our journey has been purposeful in terms of what our needs were for our kids at, at, the, at the time. And so the classical model um, we really enjoyed. And Abby, especially with her challenges, we didn't want to put her in, a, in an easy place necessarily. And, and so her challenges around, she's, she's a, all, all of us except Lee are dyslexics. Mm-hmm. So um, pray for Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, but Abby especially has challenges with reading, social language, um, uh, language. That's her, probably her weakness. Mm -hmm. And so putting her in a place that that's got a lot of reading requirements Mm -hmm. is really a challenge. But so that was, I think, intentional when we did that, knowing that that was going to be charged. Mm -hmm. So she's been held back a couple of times and, and really just to get her in the right place. Um, so when we moved to Houston, it was trying to find a classical school Mm -hmm. and, uh, Lee and the kids were here on spring break, I think, touring, trying to find a place. And 
and they had visited a lot of places and actually had not planned to come here at all. And um, because Lee was looking for the same model we had in, in Midland, which was the, they call it a university model. So the kids went to school Monday and Wednesday, right. homeschool Thursday, fr- thir- when Tuesday, Thursday, and then Friday was an optional day. So we were looking for that same model and could not find it. <clears throat> the, there what there is one in Houston, but it just wasn't in the location we wanted it to be. Um, so they walked into the school and every other school they had visited so far had been more of a homeschool environment um, or or designed around taking care of homeschool kids. So some of the kids came to school sometimes, not all the time. And so this is the first place they walked in and it felt like a school. And so I think Leslie gave him a tour that day and, and um, Lee and all the kids were like, Oh, that, mm-hmm. that felt good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- go ahead. Yeah, no. So, so Lee, so talk about that. So you, you walk in, what, what was that first, first impression that, that kind of first exposure like? Well, I, again, we hadn't planned on coming here. We were looking for that university model um, set up and, uh, we just happened to be in the neighborhood, and I don't even remember why, but I think it was definitely God-inspired. And we drove over, and and I looked at the kids, and I was like, we're right here, and this school's right here. We might as well mm-hmm. go in and see if anybody's available to visit with us. And they were like, okay. <laughs> so we walked in and sat right in this room uh, with Leslie, and um, she just said, what are you looking for? And I told her the university model. And she said, oh, there's a great one south of 10. <laughs> I said, well, I know, but we don't want to live that far away. And she was like, well, this is who we are and this is what we ha- offer. And I'll be glad to give you a tour. Mm. And we had a great conversation and a great tour. And um, all, the, all of us just left with a piece mm-hmm. and got in the car and kind of just took a deep breath and asked everybody you know, their their thoughts. And Jack loved the house system. Of course, we were, you know, big Harry Potter fans. Yeah. So that was really <laughs> yeah, cool. Was right up the that was yeah. really cool. And he was going to be going into sixth grade. So he loved that. And um, Abby, our, our middle child, she was the only um, naysayer because at another school we had visited, they paired her with another child. And, she, and for her, the, her, the, her language challenges and her social challenges was like, well, what about my friend at that school? I'm going to miss that friend. It's like, well, Abby, you would meet other students here. There you will be students a, here. <laughs> you, you just didn't get a chance to meet them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sam, our youngest one, can, uh, you know, he's young and playful and, and just kind of in his own little mm-hmm. Uh, world at times, and he said it, it just it just felt at peace here. And to hear such a youngster who's all free loving and just you know wants to embrace the world and just get out there, and he was just it just felt peaceful. Mm-hmm. To hear his profound answer was like, okay, I I'm hearing you, Lord. <laughs> this so is cool. a place we need to look at more into. Yeah. So it was a really, it was a sweet experience. And Andy was in and out. He was actually living part-time in Houston at the time and had a chance to visit separately. Mm. And he came in and had a very similar experience. I can't think he, you came I in on I a came on a, the curriculum. No, it was like your. A, an open house. Open house sort. in the library. Okay. And uh, Leslie was there. And uh, for me, a lot of private schools have this, we're looking for the perfect people. Mm. And that was my conversation because we, oh my gosh, we are not the perfect people. <laughs> and and with Abby's challenges, I, one, for her, we need a really safe environment. And um, that that's 
for us, one of the most important things. And, and we need a place that, that we're not looking for the top 90% of the population in terms of all perfect days. You know, she's going to, she's going to struggle and she's going to, she's going to need a lot of extra support. And, and Lee pours a ton into Abby, the teachers pour a ton into Abby. And so, um, you know, that was an important thing that conversation Leslie and I had to, to hear that, you know, Covenant has a desire to have a broad range of uh, abilities, socioeconomical, um, races, everything. We really try to, uh, from that meeting, it felt like there was a lot of diversity and they weren't just trying to be an elite college prep school. And, and that was important for us. Do you, so, you know, one of the things that, uh, sometimes comes to, to mind is, okay, well, in order to to have that mentality, in order to have that perspective of, of really having a, a, a broad um, uh, application and opportunity, you, you've got to have, you know, you got to be the, the largest or the biggest or the whatever, you know, kind of qualifier you want to have. Do you find that Covenant's still able to, to, to meet a lot of those, those things that you're looking for, it, given it's, it's, like I said, it's it's size, which I think is is great. I'm I'm a fan of kind of more intimate kind of settings. My, my answer to that, and, and Lee's a reading specialist, so I, mm -hmm. she needs to answer that more. But my answer to that would be, Covenant is a small school. They try to do a ton with what they have. The resources aren't what a big school can have. The parents have to do a lot. The the staff does a lot, and and everybody just tries to meet in the middle and try to find a place that's right for the kid. Mm -hmm. And, and so um, it's a journey. Yeah. I'm from a town of 300 people. Mm. I'm from Utopia, Texas. And um, growing up there, um, there's no other school options. There's, I mean, now, I mean, when I grew up, homeschool wasn't a thing. So you went to one school and everybody went there. And I think you learn um, – in a small school, the very important school skill of working through problems that you we are prone as sinners to run from our problems. Mm -hmm. But when you grow up in a small environment, you can't do that. Um, and you don't have a choice to go to another class or another teacher or to another school. Um, you have to stay in and solve those problems. And I think that's uh, was very important for our family that we meet. Um, challenges head on and limit the number of options to go somewhere else uh, when we have a problem because that's what we're prone to do. So our same philosophy with with Abby, you know, instead of putting her in an environment that would dumb down curriculum to her, we wanted a curriculum that would be very difficult in the areas that she's most challenged. Mm -hmm. So um, so we wanted a language-rich environment, but <clears throat> coupled with that, a safe environment. So I think a small school not only gives children an opportunity to face any challenges they have and not run from them, it also provides a level of security because you minimize the number of exposure to things that you may or may not want mm -hmm. to. And you get a chance to truly partner with a school because in order for any any person develop, you need a fellowship, a community around that child. It needs to be a partnership between um, the student and the parent and the teacher and all the administration and everybody working together. So um, I, th I think it's a beautiful 
situation here at Covenant that we have, because not only do you have those small classroom environments, then you bring in the house system where you have multi-ages mm-hmm. together and everybody caring for one another. You know, the fact that I know um, I'm meeting you gentlemen for the first time today, but I know that if I go home and say, uh, we got to visit with Mr. Gaines and Mr. Stone, they're going to say, oh, Abby's going to say, Juliet is so cute. She's in kindergarten. I love her. Mm-hmm. And they're going to know your children. And it's a sweet mm-hmm. environment mm-hmm. that my children even though there are juniors and seventh graders are going to have experience, shared experiences with your younger students. And they're going to be able to tell me specific things about them. So that means that Abby's challenges don't become the defining marker of her. She is a student who's able to lead your young students and go in and read to your students and help them at lunch and help them on the re- on the playground. Um, so it becomes not just about our problems, but also about our strengths. And you don't get that in a very large setting. Yeah. A lot. What I'm seeing more and more in big schools is hearing this constant theme of if you go to a public school now, you may or may not be able to play sports unless you play on a rec team outside of it and you are the top of the top. And that's sad sad to me because there's certain things that are great ways to, to build skills and build life lessons. And you can't do it if you're just uh, teaching to the top 10% of the excellence, you know, whether it's in academics or sports or theater or whatever. Right. You know, there are some... Um, really great talent out there that doesn't shine in the, the the elementary and secondary years. You know, some of us are late bloomers, mm-hmm. and giving those late bloomers an opportunity to shine in a small setting is really a beautiful. Yeah, thing. I mean, and, and to your point, just through through the the sheer setup, I, I think you, yeah, you you have the great opportunity to uh, to really have that that uh, that space and platform to to really excel there. And to your previous point, yeah, it is interesting because. <laughs> And whenever, you know, we do interviews like this, my, my kids will be very interested. As a matter of fact, yesterday morning, uh, driving to work through my wife, my kids sent me a phone. Who, who are you talking to tomorrow? Well, you know, I, I know Miss Collins. Oh, Miss Collins. Good. Oh, well, 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 tell her hello. And like, what, what are you? I was like, oh, wow. So, I mean, like they're very, very, you know, intrigued and, and interested. But to that point, having that community and, and, and being able to, to have that FaceTime to know that, oh, yeah, we're here's my classmates and there's my teacher and I see them. And I mean, my kids are giving me daily uh, attendance and status updates on kids in sixth grade and seventh grade. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Susie Q wasn't here today. I'm like, oh, well, OK. Well, how do you how do you know that? Like, how, I don't even know when my my coworkers aren't you know out here. But it, but it's cool that they're interested and that they get so excited to to be a part of a community, you know, regardless of their their grade, right? That it's it is it is just that it is yep. a, a true community. So, I mean, I know one of the uh, so kind of the 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 parent hat. I know you you both wear, and Andy, I know that one of the other uh, opportunities you have is is serving on the board here at Covenant. Um, I'm kind of curious, you know, we're kind of talking about things from a parent's perspective. What are what are some of the the things that uh, that are kind of going through? through your mind and things that you're thinking about uh, kind of from the, the board perspective? So from a board perspective, um, what we try to be and and we spend try to spend most of our time talking about is the future, not necessarily today. So, you know, we try to be strategic. Where do we want to school? You know, what do we want the school to look like in five years? I mean, there, there is a five-year plan out there and, um, 
you know, it is, I think what everybody's heart is, the desire is that is one that our school is healthy. Um, and, and the classrooms are full for what we have. Um, we really don't have a desire to build a bigger school. You know, um, it's really just to fill and utilize what we have and, and, and keep, keep that relational um, uh, between the grammar rhetoric logic. Mm-hmm. Did I get that right? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's one of our, it's one of the most important things. I mean, what we don't want to happen in five years from now is that there's an upper school built somewhere else um, or th- that that interaction's gone. So we just really want the school to be, you know, 50 more kids in, in the environment that we're in doing the same culture uh, that we're doing um, and, and thriving. I mean, that's really the desire. Um, and and uh, so from a board perspective, that's where, that, that's where we're trying to spend our time. Yeah. And I, I suspect, Leslie, I mean, from 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 where where you sit, I, you can see a lot of the advantages to um, kind of following through on on that type of vision that, that Andy's saying is that, you know, we and I've, I've heard you say it in many, many uh, forums that, yeah, we don't want to be so large that we lose that that connection and that ability to to really have that intimate community that that makes Covenant so mm-hmm. special. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. Uh, and I think I think that when I talk with other schools, uh, they they often say, "Yeah, we we had that family feel once. I remember that. That was so great." But we really needed to get bigger so that we would be able to manage this larger vision that we have, and we needed more people to pay tuition so that we could accomplish that dream. And and I I think. Those dreams are great, and those schools are great. Uh, having all of those amenities is that's great if that's what you want. Uh, for us, it's a, it's so much about community, um, and I think that is a, a I think that's our strength as a school. I think that's what is so uh, desperately um, missing in our culture that people uh, have so many responsibilities and so many things, but they don't actually have community. They don't have deep relationships. They don't have relationships that last from year to year to year. We want to take a moment out of today's podcast to talk about Grand Coffee. Jack, can you tell us a little bit about Grand Coffee for those that aren't familiar? Yes. So Grand Coffee is a completely student-run coffee service that the students of the Grand Tour provide to teachers, parents, and students who have permission. And all of the proceeds to it go to fund our Grand Tour. So Avery, ordering coffee is really easy and it doesn't cost that much, right? Absolutely. So each parent can come in in the morning or go in car line. Uh, We'll have menus for them. They can look at the menus, go over what they want and order right then and there. And then we'll have their coffee made as soon as we can. we just started opening up tea as well. So now we have coffee and tea, and each are both $2. So Piper, what does the menu look like for Grand Coffee? So we have an assortment of different coffees, regular and strong, and we also have mango black tea, which is delicious. And we also have an assortment of creamers and sugars, especially the pumpkin spice creamer, which is wonderful. That sounds excellent. And Timothy, I know that when parents arrive on campus, it's easy to order their coffee or tea. 
Right. So we arrive in the morning every every time at 7:15 to get set up, and then we take the uh, the teacher orders before. And whenever Carline opens up, we get out there and are ready for your orders and take it right out to you whenever uh, it's ready. That sounds excellent. So Grand Coffee, be sure to place your order every time you arrive on campus during the week. You know, when John Dewey and Horace Mann uh, were thinking of the public school system, they, they, you know, they had all these ideas and then they went to Prussia and said, hmm, look what they're doing. They, they segregate by age and they're so efficient, you know, the Germans, they want yeah, to be so yeah. efficient. And I'm not, I'm not ragging sure. on, I, I think that that's a great culture, truly. Um, but efficiency has its purpose. Um, and it also has its drawbacks, um, it, that utilitarian mindset. And that's actually where we got this whole idea that now we are teaching and training them so that they can get a job. The whole point of education is so that everybody can get a job. Actually, no, no, no. The whole point of education is so that you can be a more flourishing human being. And a more flourishing human being is not just a worker for the for the factories. You know, <laughs> it's a flourishing human being is someone who delights in God, delights in reading, delights in people, and is capable of keeping relationships from year to year. That's something that's really lacking in our society. We're seeing so much depression, so much anxiety. Um, the the lifespan has if this year. Um, by two months, it just it just uh, stopped decreasing by two months for 80-year-olds. Um, okay, well, that doesn't count because we're still dealing with um, the rapid dis- increase in suicide. Um, and why is that? Why is that? Because the American system is achieving what its goal was. We're doing exactly what we wanted to do. We are training people to be worker bees. And people are realizing work isn't everything. Um, so... I think the advantages to an educational system like ours at a size that we are, um, and plus God's amazing providence in giving us this building. You can have a desire for community and not have a courtyard in the center where you literally see everybody all the time. And and when people come here, they're, oh, oh, wow, this the engineering, the architecture of this is brilliant. Yes, I know. I have zero responsibility in it. It was all God. (laughs) It was all the designers of this facility who gave it to us. Um, And, but I think that the value of that and and what we see in that from year after year after year through our kids' lives um, is is amazing. It's intense. And, uh, and I think it, it really transforms their perspective on the purpose. You think about those middle school years, they are very difficult years. Mm. Don't remind me. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're going to have them soon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I think that our middle schoolers, what they often need, um, and they get here, but they don't get other places. What they need is someone to say, you mean this isn't going to be forever? I'm not always going to feel so awkward. You mean I? I we're going to work out these social issues? Yeah, because see, high school's coming, and you're actually going to grow up, and you're going to figure these things out. And our high school students remind them of that. That's you know one of the value of of them presenting each week in chapel and leading in those house discussions, and they're seeing it, and they're seeing it, and it gives them hope. But in other schools, we just tuck those middle schoolers away. And I worked at a middle school. I worked at um, two of them, and and it was painful 
you know, it was like this period of time where everybody wanted to close the doors and let's let's just leave these middle schoolers in here for a while and let them out when this is over. That's a horrible mindset, mm -hmm. but that's kind of the mindset mm -hmm. that you see when people are segregating. Okay, so we have these little kids who are so cute and adorable here, and then we have these middle schoolers. You're not so adorable. And then we have these high schoolers. Oh, they're they're ready to go. These are young adults in training. But if you bring them all together and they're interacting together, everybody gets to flourish. So I think that's a value to the human being, to the human soul. So, you know, when you're when you're thinking about uh, your experience, Andy and Lee, what what would you say to what would you say to parents who who, you know, maybe there's something that they've heard, but they just don't they don't know, or, or they're all on the edge. What do you say to parents that might be interested in covenant, but just maybe need a little word of encouragement or perspective? What would you What would you share with them? I think it's important to um, be clear about what your goals are for your children, um, and understand what those the impact of those goals. So if your goal is that your child just be able to get a job, there's several school models that will fit that um, with less effort, less involvement in your child's life. But if you truly want to um, be in relationship with your children for, for, life, for a lifelong, if you truly want them to... Um, to partner with a community in giving your child the skills to be all that God intended them to be, not the world intended them to be, then you have to be very intentional about the school selection you make. And um, that, that ironing, sharpening, iron process takes a community. It can't be done in isolation. Um, so that's where I see the big benefit of covenant. Um, no school is perfect. Um, so we all have our challenges. But I know that uh, here in this school environment, if I have a challenge, I have not just one person to go to, but several people to go to, whether it's staff or teachers or other students, where we can go work through our challenges together and build up together. So Leslie, for, for those that are interested in, in kind of firsthand seeing uh, you know, a bit of what, what was talked about today, what would be the best way for a, a parent to uh, come and, and visit? Sure, great question. Um, check out our website, covenantcypress.org. Um, you can schedule a tour um, or give us a call um, and pop in. Okay. For an unexpected visit. Yeah, That's right. Absolutely. I did, I did not tour. go to the website. <laughs> I just drove by and I was welcomed as if I were a part of the family. Absolutely. Already. And, and, I felt and here you are. Excellent. Here you are. So I've been speaking with uh, Andy and Lee Ellis, who are two of our parents and, uh, and also on our board. And uh, also Leslie Collins, the head of school here at Covenant. So thank you all for being here. Thanks, Michael. Thank, thank you, Michael. Michael. Thank you, Jeremiah. Hi, I'm Timothy McLeod. I'm Jack Ellis. And I'm Avery Boyd, and we are all juniors here at Covenant Academy. And we wanted to tell y'all a little bit about the Panama City Dance. So a couple years ago when Harvey happened, our school was blessed in so many ways, um, just with donations from other schools that we had never even heard of. Um, 
last year, sadly, a school in Panama City flooded, and we wanted to bless them like we were blessed. So um, student council decided to throw a fundraiser, which was a Panama City dance. Um, This dance was uh, all decorated for Panama City. Um, Jack's going to tell us a little bit more about that. But it was just a great way to get everyone to come together and bless a school far away from us. Yeah, so for the um, theme and decorations, we it was all tropical and sunsetty. So we had um, the spotlights that were also don- donated to our school that we used, and we put them against the wall, and they were all fading like a sunset. And it looked, it turned out amazing. It was just beautiful. Um, we had palm branches that people brought in, and the. I think the most memorable thing about the dance, though, was we went to PetSmart and we got goldfish and we used them as centerpieces. And so we just had goldfish swimming around little glass bowls in the middle of your table. And at the end of the dance, everyone wanted a goldfish. So lots of people took them home and it was just so funny. And I had I took one home and it lasted for like three months. Uh, yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> and uh, we had... Uh, we had the DJ and all of the music with the dancing at the dance. Yes, uh, believe it or not. And um, it was great to be able to have just a great time and have all of the money that we got from that to be able to send to uh, to Panama. So fun fact, uh, the school in Panama City is also called Covenant. And uh, we happened to see them at an ACCS conference. ACCS is the Association of Classical Christian Schools. And uh, they came up and... Uh, saw us at the conference and said, hey, we just want to thank you guys for everything you guys did. We um, had been praying for them, sending our teachers, sent them notes of encouragement. And then, uh, of course, we had uh, shared the pictures that you all took at your gloriously decorated uh, party. And they just really appreciated it. It blew the kids away, but it also blew the teachers away. So it was a lot of fun to be able to connect with those people face to face. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Patriot Podcast. If you have any questions or comments about anything discussed, feel free to contact us on our website at covenantcypress.org.